Hello and welcome to Britpop Banter. My name is Kevin. And I'm Leslie. Oh, that's Heath there. You sound I feel better. Good? Yes, good. thank you. Uh, this is episode 22 and we're at Jean, drawn to the deep end. Oh, lovely. Lovely. So uh, we are at Twitter, at Britpop Banter. Facebook's the same. And if you want to email us, BritpopBanter at gmail.com. Send us your questions, leave us a rating, give us your guilty pleasures. And the usual disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast are 100% our own. And while we poke fun at some bands and artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. Les, how are you feeling? Way better, thank you very much. But like a normal person. <laughs> as normal as you could be. Got a bit rash here though, the face. That's weird. I can't see it. It's you know what? No, it's good. Hidden with makeup, yeah. I think. It. No, it's no makeup. This is natural beauty. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, natural. <laughs> uh, last week, Charlatans. Yes. What do you think? You were still quite poorly in that one as well. I was. Um, but yeah, look. Still don't think... Even going through that album again, I realise it's not my favourite. Right, okay. But, and it, the reactions on, on Twitter was quite varied as well. Lot, everyone seems to have a different favourite album by the Yeah, and that's the thing. When you, when you actually make 52 albums, that's what happens. <laughs> and what happened in your poll? Because you set a poll. I did set a poll and... You made... You are the, the queen of polls. Yeah. You made a bit of a mistake, didn't you? Well... <laughs> no, because I feel I should have put um, none of the above as an option. Exactly. Yeah, so tell me, tell me what your poll was. My poll was out of said three albums, which is Telling Stories, Some Friendly, and Between the 10th and 11th, yep. what's the best album? Okay. And it would appear that the Twitter public don't necessarily have the best taste in Charlotte's <laughs> album. Because <laughs> they disagree with and you. And they put 68% said them, or 66% said uh, Telling Stories. 20 some friendly and 14 between the 10th and the 11th that's a lot then a lot of other people were like oh but us and us only oh the charlatans oh wonderland and god yeah well unfortunately twitter only I think you can only do like four options which is really annoying yeah I should have done none of the above I was going to and then I thought that just muddies the water I reckon telling stories would have still won it nah it's a lot of lot of positive feedback around that um I've got a note here we didn't talk about it last week because you told me not to can we talk about Dundee United for a second? Is it still too soon? Well, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you had the chance to go to the Scottish Premier yeah. Division, playing against... Who was it again? St Mirren. St Mirren. And it was... What was the score? Well, it was one all after full, like extra time. Yep. And then it went to penalties. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I've never ever seen in my life a team miss four penalties. <laughs> Considering that their goal came from a penalty. I know. And they took him off before penalties. Oh, that's so silly, isn't Completely it? Completely moronic. Um, it was hideous. I felt really bad for you. It was just feral. So, so... It was just another year in that <laughs> League of Diddies. <laughs> the only shining light for me in Saving Grace is that Dundee got relegated, right? Did but, they really? So that's tick. That's so good. So Dundee derbies. Oh, that'll so be good. So if we keep Dundee down, I mean, that's worth... That'll be... Yeah. That's okay. That's worth a lot. If they get promoted and we don't, I don't I don't know. Heartbreak. I don't know. 
Right, okay, I thought I'd move on very quickly. I don't want you dwelling on that too long. I turned my, um, so we've just, at work, we've just had like office renovations. Okay. So the Monday was the first day of it being completely oh, yeah. all okay. done. So yep. I was at my new desk, yep. all lovely. And then my box of stuff, you know how they're movalists, they bring your stuff up. Uh-huh. I'm unpacking it. Uh-huh. Forgot that I've got a Dundee United mouse mat. Oh. Got me upset again. <laughs> Turned it over. Oh. <laughs> you couldn't even face it. Used it upside down for a day. Oh. Which was sticky because that bit. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. And that was annoying as well. So. Heartbreaking. It's back to the normal side, but it took a while. Oh. <sighs> anyway. Right. Okay, moving on very, very quickly. On to better news. Did you hear the snippet of Liam Gallagher's new song? Yes. Shockwave, what did you think? It's hard to tell. It was only like a minute, right? But from what I heard... It sounds quite good, right? Okay. Uh, I'm excited for Shockwave. What did you think of um, Noel Gallagher's new song? I haven't heard it. It's... It's... mm, It's not good. Oh, it's not bad. It's just oh, average. Is it not as good as the other one. No, 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 no. So uh, we'll have a sne- we'll have a listen after this episode, and you can tell me what, what you think. What kind of is it? Back to his normal. It's yeah, back to his normal, but nowhere back to the the high levels that he's been. <sighs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know. He's coming to Sydney, supporting you too. Ah, uh, yeah. I was thinking about this. I don't want to see you two. Oh, see them play Joshua Tree will be incredible. Mm, I don't With know. without you. I reckon the tickets money. are going to be mental for Yeah, that. I'm going. 100%. Um, Joshua Tree and Noel Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's doing a, he's doing um, gigs in the UK with the dubs as his support. Oof, that'd and be I, amazing. And I, I th- a lot of people are asking, are you doing side shows? Because I'd rather see him on, it, on, his, on his own than supporting you two. Be cheaper. And you know it'll be just it's up the so road. So tight. <laughs> um... Alright, we did another poll. Chris Rea versus Take That. Why do you keep trying? I don't mind this one, right? Because Oh, here we go again. <clears throat> Who would you rather listen to? Early 90s Take That or Chris Rea? Take That just one. Doesn't matter. By 58%. Are you not surprised that 42% chose Chris Rea? No, I've seen the people that are on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, really? I was looking at because it was it was 50-50 for a while there and I'm like Oh, this is good. This is good. I, you never saw this coming. So, I mean, look, it wasn't a great choice, let's be And a lot of people talked to choice. us about that. Um, should we get into your charts? Your enemy charts? Yes. I've, I've been enjoying this. Okay, great. <laughs> so, um, better than the other one. Mm, mm. I've we had a couple of people tweet saying, Oh, you don't like Neutral Milk Hotel. Oh, I'll have another listen now. I'm feeling better. Oh, um, no. <laughs> No, I don't. What was that? What was that number? It wasn't number one, it's was number it? Number six or seven. It was quite I high. I listened to it and I went, "Oh, yeah, no. yeah." I was no I'm, thanks. Okay. Anyway, this is a far better chart. So okay, last we week at? we finished at thirty, and that was "Wake Up Boo" by the Boo Radleys. Oh, we'll uh, skip over that skip, very skip. quickly mm-hmm. to number twenty-nine, "The Changing Man," Paul Weller. Oh, nice. Okay. Twenty-eight, "Girl from Mars," Ash. Nice. Twenty-seven, interesting choice. Stay together by Suede. Not sure I picked that one. Okay. Mm. Twenty-six, Chemical World by Blur off the Modern Life Is Rubbish album. Okay. Uh, Twenty-five, Caught by the Fuzz, Supergrass. Great song. Twenty-four, apparently the song that kicked off um, Britpop, Pop Scene by Blur. (laughs) And twenty-three, Connection, Elastica. Nice. Twenty-two, Miss Shapes, Pulp. Oh. 21 Babies Pulp mm, Weird I Choice see. Yeah And number 20 The Wild Ones Suede 
Oh. Again, an interesting sweet choice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. These charts are heaps better. I like. better. So, I don't. we don't know what's coming up next, but what's interesting, there hasn't been one Oasis song yet. Oh, no, there hasn't. Yeah, you're right. So is that just going to be one to ten? <laughs> <laughs> Should we just stop now? No, yeah, you, yeah. Because that's interesting, not one. Not even one that sneaks in. You know, not everybody's favourite, but none. So it's either going to be really heavy. Yeah, okay. Or maybe... People don't think they're the best tracks. Yeah, that's got. true. Good, good, good point. All right, I'm enjoying this. All right, um, homework. Mm-hmm. Django, Django, and Jay Tennant. Lovely. Who do you want to start with? Django, Django. Do you want to think about that before? No. Nope. Okay. So um, who's, who's Django, Django? They're a band. Brilliant. Don't know what you want me to say. Describe their sound. Um. But Django, Django. Oh. Like. But but the pe- it's hard because none of their songs are the same. Okay, can I, I tell can't... you how I summed them up with? Okay, because I'm listening to them. They've got a very. Um, I would think they're an electronic Beach Boys, because a lot of the, they use that sort of melodies. Nah. Yeah. You describe them better then. Go on. Because I don't think it's very electronic. Django Django. It's not that electronic. I really? Use that in my phrase. Okay. It's kind of like indie poppy. Like that Brilliant like dreamy Poppy No You're rubbish It's like an indie beach boy Someone have a listen to us And describe Django Django And see if it's dream pop I don't think it's this full on dream pop But it's jangly Okay so they're a band from London One of the guys David McLean is Scottish This is their third album Called Marble Skies The Guardian Gave it four out of five Oofed. They may never make a perfect album a certain unevenness seems inbuilt in their approach, mm-hmm. where not every experiment turns out quite the way you might have hoped, but they're capable of making music that sounds close to perfection. Great review, right? Great review. What do you like about the album? So the track Marble Skies. Yeah, I like that. It's amazing. I'd give that 10 out of 10. You can't be... You can't, okay. We just talked about ratings, right? And we had a, an argument prior to which we're not going to get into, but... What else, what else have you given a 10 out of 10 to? No, the song, not the album. No, no, song. So Slide Away is a 10 out of 10 for you? Yeah, I think this the, is a Marble 10 Skies 10. is 10. Because there's nothing I don't like about This is a 10 out of 10. Same as Slide Away. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Yeah, On par with Slide Away. Okay, nine and a half. I think it's brilliant. Okay, cool. Um, surface to air is will great. It, will I it still be there in 20 years? Who knows? Can't wait I think to it will be. I'll always have a wee bop to that. Sure. Um, probably dance to that more than a 9 out of 10 Cal Faulkner. But anyway. <laughs> You're not going to let that go. Um, surface to air is a great track. I love female vocalist on that one, number two. It's a bit unusual, isn't it? I love it. Okay. Great track. Okay. And this is why you can't, because one minute the album starts off like, yep, yeah, this is Jangle Jangle. And then it's... Because it's like a hail bop. Yeah. And then you go, great. And then yeah. that's a wee bit different. Yeah. Then Champagne, I enjoy that. Um, bad tracks, Tic Tac Toe, I can't stand it. Okay. Um, and your beat, I don't like it. Yep. Sundials, or whatever it's called, yep. I don't like that. No. Um, tough one. The Guardian are right. I've never liked a whole Django Django album. Oh. They're a best of band. They're a, play- they're a Spotify playlist band. Okay, okay. For sure. Okay. So with that in mind, Kevin, I give this a six and a half out of ten. Oh, okay. Um, I've got to be honest, I, I really like the first two Django Django albums. This was really disappointing to me. I don't know, I really struggled with this album. 
Um, interestingly enough, I've got different songs. I like different songs to you, and I disliked different songs to you. I didn't really get Surface to Air. It was all right. Champagne didn't like. Love Further it. didn't like. Sundials. I agree I love with that. Further. I agree with Sundials. I didn't like that. No. Um, it's kind of hard when they have such a distinct sound that obviously they're trying to experiment and branch out. And for me, I sort of go back to the first two albums and like them more. So I get what they're trying to do, and I get—I actually agree with the Guardian's comments, not the score. Um, six out of ten. Oh, higher. Mm, I know. Wow. I know. I knew that was going to be the case on this one. Um, but I mean, I would—if you have never listened to Django Django, go and have a listen because they are a fantastic, unique band uh, that have some really great, great songs. So um, I or, agree. Jay Tennant, Escape Roots. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> um, so, Jay from Warwickshire, um, at Jay Tennant on Twitter, um, I sort of said to you, he um, promotes a lot of his stuff on, on Twitter, and that's how I sort of came across him, but I also love the, the, the type of music that he listens to as well. It's very similar to us. What do you think uh, Jay sounds like? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a dumb question? What's going on? Oh, it's not. He just sounds like a lot of people. Is he right? Okay, okay. So, not in a bad way, but just very um, male vocalist, indie. We've heard all this before. Okay. So there's nothing... So that's not a bad thing. It's not a criticism. We've just heard a lot... We've heard all this before. There's nothing that stands out for me. There's nothing that you go, wow, that's an unusual sound. That's different. It's... It's... Lovely songwriting. It's easy to have on in the background. Yeah, he's got a lovely voice. Um, well put together songs. Nothing to, like you're not gonna be like. Can't believe I've just listened to that album. That's amazing. Okay. So it's very similar to a lot of others. Okay. It could all merge into one for me. Okay. Um, but look, good tracks. Indigo's a great track. It great. starts off the the album well. Yep. Um, Sirens, Infinite Skies. Um, Infinite Skies is excellent. Excellent. That's, that's a standout. Yeah, definitely. The uh, Stranger. Yep, I agree. Um, good song. Yep. Bad songs. Only really two. Okay. So Halo, not a big fan. And Morocco. What's that about? I don't mind Morocco. I get into Morocco. No. I have to disagree. I, 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 same as you. The first time I heard it was a bit. Mm, I actually same as you. Halo. And these these are not. These are not bad tracks. No, they're, they're not. They're There's not even bad skip- about the album. They're not. They're not even skippers. They're skippers. Are we? Um, Disco King for me was the one that probably went. Oh, that's oh, a bit that's unusual. A bit, yeah. um, Imagine Summer's great. The Rose is great. I I quite like this album. What did you give it? Six and a half out of ten. Okay. All right. I'm a seven out of ten. So um, I actually nothing offensive here. It's a really no. nice album. There's some great songs in it. Like you said, it's well produced. He can sing really well. Um, I definitely. It's nice to listen to when you're reading a book. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so, yeah, go out and have a listen. J. Tennant, um, Escape Route, seven out of ten. Next week, okay, got two new bands: Mull Historic Society with the album Weeklines. They're not new. Well, they're new to me. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, they're not new to me. Um, and brand new friend Seatbelts for Aeroplanes are our oh. two pieces of homework for next week. I'm going on an aeroplane. Where are you going? Fiji. Okay. On holidays. My holly bags. Your holly bags? Yep. Can't wait. <laughs> How long are you going for? A week. Lovely. Going to swim in the ocean. I'm going to go snorkeling. In fact, after this, I'm going to go down to the shops and buy myself a snorkel kit. Okay. Because you um, can talk to dolphins, right? Yep. 
Remember your dolphin impression? Yep. What do you do when you talk There's, to dolphins? I don't know Why if there'd be dolphins there's fish. So it would be more like... <laughs> like finding Nemo. Um, so I'm going to do... I'm staying on a um, one of the most um, remote islands in the Fiji, because there's about 300 islands. I know, yeah. I'm staying on one of the most remote ones. Okay. Um, and a little bure, as they're called. Okay, right. And... I'm literally just going to read, swim, listen to music, snorkel, eat, drink. <laughs> so I should give you a whole list of albums to, to listen to while yeah, you're well, over there. Yeah, well, I'll have a lot of time. So you can actually do your homework in advance. <laughs> how, how would that be? <laughs> a new oh, concept. Good. Good. All right, okay. Um, shall we get into the guilty pleasure? Oh, f- ah, France. Let's play the jingle. <laughs> All right, Chris Ria, auberge. Bam, 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 More like awful. Oh, you've been so bad. You've been saving that for a while, haven't so you? So, do you want to see my notes? Go. One good song, auberge. <laughs> Is that it? Blank. Nothing else. Two and a half out of ten. Oh come on! It's absolute tripe. It's absolute garbage. I can't stand it. It's jangly dad pop. Jangle, stop using that word. You've it been is. using that for weeks. Horrible, absolutely horrible. It's vile. Oh, I, okay. I think you've been a bit harsh. No other songs. None. Gone. F- You're not a number. That's a good song. Oh my god. Set me free. Oh, that's really nice. Oh. No. No. Okay. Look, there are a couple of not great songs on that. Heaven, Red Shoes, Every Second Counts, and You, My Love. But overall, I actually think it's aged really well. It's a 30-year-old album. No? It's not for me. Not for you? It's hideous. I never liked it then. Don't like it now. I can now see why I always see it in the dollar bin. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Still in the dollar bin. <laughs> I don't think it's a two and a half. Yes, it is. Okay. And that's just for Robert. All right. We're on to listener pick now. Okay? Mm. It's... Talking about things and whether they age or do not age well. So this has come from Ian. So Ian, thank you for all your support um, as um, we've gone through the episodes. And thank you for your guilty pleasure. Some of them are awesome. We agreed on this one. Throw me a bone, Ian. Throw me a bone. It's too unlimited. Wow. Wow. No bone thrown. (laughs) We specifically did this to get the reaction out of you. Uh, So too unlimited. The album is... No Limits. It is No Limits! It's the only one I know. <laughs> did they have more than that? Uh, yeah, they, they did. They actually, yeah, yeah. And um, this album, whew, it's it's something. It's something. So next week, Two Unlimited from Ian, No Limits. Pumped. Excited, pumped. Pumped. All right. Um, shall we get into Britpop One Liners? Cue the jingle. Britpop One Liners! <laughs> I'm losing track. Um, Let's go with you. I've got it written down. Me to ask no, you. No, no. It's me to ask you. Okay. You sure? Yeah. Why not? Go on then. I would like to give you the band one-liners. Here we go. Head uh, swim. Oh. I'm pretty sure from memory the album is called Flood 
and I, I, it's only really known for one song, which is Tourniquet, which is an amazing song. So, One Hit Wonder by Cave, great. <laughs> Good, next. Um, so we've got Stone Roses. Oh. Stone Roses, not as good as everyone thinks they are. You're not as good as everyone. <laughs> and we'll finish with Primal Screen. See previous comment. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know if I was to t- oh, who would I take Primal Scream or Stone Roses? It's ridiculous. What the roses? Why is that even a thought process? Longevity. True. Okay. All right, you ready to get into this week's album? Yes, please. So much quicker now we don't tell like monologues when we get into a band, right? So this week's album, number 29, Gene Drawn to the Deep End. The Beautiful. album... But it is. <laughs> it is, it is. So the album cover is like an elderly gentleman in a little butler. Aye. Um, concierge mm-hmm. outfit. And I really wanted to find out that this was someone that they knew, they had a connection with. Nothing. Couldn't find anything on the man in the photo. So I was quite saddened by that. I thought I might have found an interview with the story behind it and nothing. Nothing at all, which was a bit sad. Oh, well. Um, So it was released on the 4th of March, 1997. Uh, This is Gene's second album. You know, and this is going to be an interesting one. The previous album, Olympian. Olympian was released in 95. It went to number eight. And what followed it, Revelations in 1999, which got to number 25. Leslie, why Kevin. Why do you think we're talking about this album at this place in the charts? Okay, so the reason why we're talking about this album is it's the best Gene album. Mm. Why? Why do you think that? It's got best, better songs on it. Like, it's got... Um, it's a more complete album for me. I mean, the Olympian album's got Olympian. Mm-hmm. Fine, mm-hmm. but I don't. I think this album moves me a lot more. Agree. The tracks are, I think, are more beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's a bit more raw. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy it more. I'm with you, actually. I I totally agree with you. I think this album is a deeper, richer, mm-hmm. more stunning album. Yeah, agreed. I will, and we will talk about the album. Is it an album of two halves? You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a tricky one, and also. I've also found with this album, because of the journey that it sort of takes you on, you start the album in one mood and you very much end the album on another. And I think that's where I sometimes find the challenge with this album is is you have to be in a certain mood to put this album on. Okay? Uh, it's 12 tracks, 52 minutes. Uh, it got to number eight. How long was it in the charts? <gasps> Three weeks. Five weeks. <laughs> which is a blink of an eye, right? So it went in and straight back out of there. But actually out of the charts completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we talk about it in the top 100. And so it was in there for, what did I say? Five That's nothing. Five weeks gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are you ready for the charts? Boom. Oh, we're in 1997, Liz. Uh, what should we do for albums, right? Yes, please. We think we should. No, should. Uh, number 10, Beautiful South, Blue is a Colour. That excellent Britpop band that they are. I'm uh, going to stay mute on them. I'm going to get myself in trouble. How long are these guys in here? Uh, number nine, Ocean Drive, Lighthouse Family. Oh, no. Weeks on the chart, at this point, 52. That's why they keep we keep hearing about oh, them. Time. Number eight, uh, Drawn to the Deep End by Gene. 
Number seven, the Vita uh, soundtrack. We all know Leslie's feelings on musicals. <laughs> Uh, number six, Texas White on Blonde. What other songs are on that album? On what? White on Blonde. Apart from Say What You Want. Yeah. Anything um, else we'd know? Is that the Hush song or whatever? No. No, that's on the other album. Oh, okay. There's lots of good songs. I don't know if there's like. You've been painting crazy patterns in the sky. Okay. No. No. Okay. Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. I love that. Are you not in a singing mood today? Um, it's probably because we've done all this before. Well, because it might come in as singles. Yeah, good point. Number four is Blur. By Blur. Okay. Number three, Spice Girls by the Spice Girls. Oh. Number two, I can't, I actually can't believe this. This has to be a wind up. Number two is The Smurfs. <laughs> by The Smurfs. Well, a whole album. <laughs> of The Smurfs. Yeah. Well, what do they do? I don't know. Like an album. Did you ever get into the Smurfs as a kid? Loved them. What? I loved them. What? Can you tell? Okay, loved them. I never watched the Smurfs. Can you tell me what it was about, please? Like blue people with white heads. I don't know. It was like, then they all lived in this wee place, and then there was a wee story. I don't know. I can't remember why. I just know that I loved it. My mum's told me. Papa was it, Smurf. Is it true they only had Smurf. one lady in the whole? Yeah. Okay. Don't be like that, Kev. That's... No, I d- I'm not trying to say, Kev? Nothing. I'm not saying anything. Number one, Attack of the Grey Lantern <gasps> by Manson. This had just hit the chart. Oh, you love that. I know. Oh, I, know. I know. Shame it's not in our chart. Shame it's number one, Les. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do the singles. 911, The Day We Found Love. Oh, no. Story about 911. <laughs> <laughs> Who are 911? <laughs> Awful boy band, three piece. Is that the Michael Jackson's cousins? Or is that that band? No, who's they're no, okay. no, okay. So they're just like English men who just were like a boy band. How anyway, can you have a story about 911? Because they played the <laughs> same thing <laughs> in the local Virgin store. Oh. <laughs> Did you bunk off school again? No, I left a wee bit early again and oh. then. Oh. This time I wasn't on the radio though. Oh, that was smart. I move. was clever. Did you time. learn your don't, lesson? Don't go on the radio. Just keep your hand down. For asking any questions, keep your hand down. Um, and then got like a signed CD. Oh, nice. And a wee pencil case. Oh, you were clocking up the pencil cases because Chino G gave yep. you one as well. And there was something else. It was like another thing, like a um, not a CD holder. It was something else that was weird. Um, and then they sang a song, awful. <laughs> But to be honest, right, you've got there's not a lot of famous people came to Perth. No. So it could have been anyone. And you just all piled down just to see somebody famous. Well, you would just do, do, do anything at Sky School. <laughs> Maybe on a Saturday. Because I don't remember feeling nervous about it. Gina G, I was on edge. <laughs> you were right to, because you got rumbled. Yeah. Numpty. So you don't remember this song? Nah. Okay. I have it I have a signed copy of the single though. So <laughs> If anyone wants that. If anyone it. wants that, <laughs> you let me know. Uh, pretty relevant for this song because Bang On 911 is Remember Me by Blue Boy. What a song. What a song. Remember me. I'm the one who Number eight, Warren G. I Shot the Sheriff. Oh, struggled over that. 
Don't nothing, say. nothing on Warren G. What was Warren G. Most favorite? Regulate. There you go. Well done. What a song. What a song. Number seven. Do you know what that song samples? I can play it in my head. Keep forget, I'm not in love anymore. Oh. Keep forget, things will never be the same again. I keep forgetting how you made that so clear. <laughs> I keep forgetting by a guy called Michael McDonald. Oh, really? Boom. Wow, I didn't Because not... I sing that every time I hear regulate. I did not know that. Well. Oh, wow. You're a music fashionado, that's why. I really am. <laughs> Number seven. Swallowed by Bush. Oh, yeah, I can't sing that. Remember them? Swallowed. That's a good song. It's a great song. Um, number six. Oh, here we go. It's one of your favourites. Don't Let Go by On Vogue. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've sang this too many times. I can't do it again. Okay, all right. Okay. But it's an amazing song. Number five, the Bee Gees with Alone. Oh, I don't know that. Thoughts on the Bee Gees, Les? Thoughts on the Bee Gees. Um... No? Uh, look, music music you listen to after you've sucked some helium. So, <laughs> I don't I'm understand how they can sing that high. Look, Kraken Pop songs are famous for it. I don't. They're like those over... It's just every worst disco song in the world. How many crap nights out have you had and you've heard Staying Alive? Or, nah. Okay. Number four, Where Do You Go by No Mercy. <laughs> Where do you go, my lovely... Uh, number three I don't know this You Got the Love by The Source is that You well, Got the Love I yes it is what do you mean that I, know, I know that song. song go on then sometimes I feel like throw my hands up in the air oh. I know I can count on you who covered that song recently well when I say recently in the last 20 years five years <laughs> and I love it oh, I love cool. that band go cool. Florence and the Machine oh yeah of course yeah that's thoughts what... on Florence and the Machine um I like the singles, and every time I go to listen to an album, I can't really get into Albums it. are better. Really? I've seen them live twice. I've she gone see them. She is a legend. Oh, she's amazing. She's gorgeous. Singer. I won a ballot, so there was only like 1,200 people got to go and see them at the State Theatre. Really? And I was right up the front. Oh. It was amazing. That would be special. She's just incredible. And she's an incredible person if you watch interviews with her. And okay. I, 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 I think Florence and the Machine are one of my favourite bands in the last decade. Wow. Love okay, them. that's great. Um, two. Encore une fois. Encore une fois! <laughs> I hate Sash. What? I mean, he was massive at this time. Awful. Hit after hit after hit and then nothing. We've got a mutual friend are... that we went to school with who absolutely, absolutely loved Sash. Absolutely loved Sash. And played it on repeat. Non-stop. That's like all. Like a chav. That's... <laughs> You calling him a child? Yeah. <laughs> uh, number one, the one that you didn't sing. Don't speak. Don't speak. <laughs> I know just what you're saying. So please stop explaining. Do you know what that reminds me of? No. I'm not telling you, actually. Just no. Go on. I once managed to climb up a lamppost to sit on the top of a shop. So... <laughs> and then we had it playing. How mm. does that? How? How? Talk, oh yeah, down at the shops. I'm not. Anyway, I just you climbed a lamp lamppost. Stuck to sit at the top, only a flat roof. Did you do that? Yeah. How did you get up the lamppost? I don't know. I was a bit younger then. Like, didn't have as many ailments. How do I not know these stuff? I mean, sometimes you just. Yeah, as if you're going to climb a lamppost. I'm not going to climb a lamppost. Not you see, you thought you'd get in trouble. Of course you would. Driver came, come over. 
but then you would probably fall off it, yeah, break your I ankle. Didn't. That was a, well one done. of the rare times where I was injury free. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into Jean. You ready? Mm. All right, let's get started. So it all started with a band called The Go Hole, who then became Spin, but not with two ends, just uh, well. with one, not unlike the, the new band that we love. Uh, so it was originally with Lee Clark, Daz Walton, Matt James, and John Mason. And later his brother Steve Mason. They released two singles in 1990 and 1991 with Stephen Street as the producer. However, two things happened in 24 hours which changed everything. Ooh. Lee Clark resigned, saying he didn't like the direction of the band. And then the following day they had a car accident where John Mason was in a coma for 11 days. Jeez. A lot of car accidents there with is. bands, right? Later in the year they released an EP called Hot Blood. And then the album In Motion, which sadly I can't find, and it didn't really do too well. Um, so this is Spin, by the way, not Glenn, mm-hmm. uh, Gene yet. The band broke up with only Steve and James wanted to continue as a band. So Steve and James partnered with Kevin Miles, brought in Martin Rossiter, leading to the creation of Gene. So it's Martin on vocals, Steve on guitar, Kevin on bass, and Matt on drums. On what, Kev? On the bass. Well done. <laughs> How long is that going to last for, I wonder? <laughs> So, uh, Martin was interviewed by Sabotage Times uh, in 2014. Uh, This is what he said. So, I played in quite a few bands before Gene, including a gay disco group called Drop. Then in the early 90s, I was in a club and was approached by Steve Mason, who played guitar in a band called Spin. His band had been involved in a road accident where they'd collided with a 40-ton truck, which resulted in the bassist going into a coma. He walked up to me and asked if I could sing. I thought his shoes were quite interesting, so I said, sure, and handed him my card, and his card, this is going to be Martin's, you know, this is the the theme of this, Martin's card wrote, (laughs) soothsayer to the rich and famous, that was it, a few weeks later I went for an audition and became the singer, oh lovely, and I'm glad he did, I mean, let's talk about that for a second, he had business cards and that was all it had on it, He's quite political. We'll get into that. <laughs> He's a cat. Uh, Gene were originally signed to an independent record label called Costermonger. They released For the Dead and Child's Body in May 1994, which did really well. Enemy and Select giving it the single of the week and month, and the single got to number 86. They also toured with Pulp, getting rave reviews, even though they were third on the bill. Gene released another second single, Be My Light, Be My Guide, in August of 1994. Melody Maker made it their single of the week, and that got to number 54. Alright, so starting to get a bit of momentum behind them. They finally signed with Polydor and released another single, Sleep Well Tonight, which got to number 36 in November 1994. At the end of 94, they won the Best uh, New Act by NME, as well as being voted Melody Maker's Brightest Hope for 1995. Haunted by You was the first single of 95 and it reached 32. So they're actually just building momentum, getting some rave reviews, doing all right. They released Olympian, the debut album a month later in April 95. It got to number eight. Stunning album that they toured the rest of 1995 with and released To See the Lights in 96, a collection of B-sides, live songs and covers. What's your thoughts on Olympian, Les? Good album. Okay. Um... Oh, look, Olympian, that track, is probably one of those Britpop anthems and such. Yep. Um, it is a solid album, but I feel that they grow and mature and it gets richer and deeper with the album we're going to talk about. 
yep. if I'm honest. Yep, I t- 100% agree with you. Um, they then released Drawn to the Deep End in 1997. Um, on, Mar- on the album, Martin said this. Well, actually, he was questioned uh, by Sabotage Times, and the question was, Drawn to the Deep End is often described as Gene's darkest work. The songs on that album would certainly indicate that you are no stranger to Churchill's Black Dog, i.e. depression. Mm-hmm. Samara said, yep, from the age of 11, I've suffered from, and I, God, I hope I said this right, dysthymia, dysthymia? Uh, which is a relatively rare form of depression. It's also known as double depression. Jeez. It's an it's a unipolar depression, so the lows are much lower and there are no ups as such. I was only properly diagnosed at the age of 30. I've pretty much whipped it now. I'm more balanced and content than I have been in a long time. I'm wary of saying too much about depression as I don't want people to think, here's another person from a band banging on about how miserable he is. But the songs on Drawn to the Deep End do address that condition and they do reflect the times in which the record was made. Thoughts, Les? It does come through on the album, right? Yeah, 100%. It does. Um, and him as, yeah, and, yeah. him as a person... If you read a lot about him, that sort of comes through. It's deep and it's dark. Mm-hmm. Um, there are uplifting songs on it too, though, right? So it's not a massive, like, misery face or anything. No, yeah, I agree. Um, but that's harsh. I've never heard of that. Double depression. Jeez, mm. that would be brutal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got a note here around... We're in 97, right? So this is when bands are starting to kind of change their sound. You know, we talked about Blur Blur, Radiohead, OK Computer. And then you've got this album, which mm-hmm. is lots more mature. It's a lot deeper and it's sort of in that vein. But it doesn't really seem to be in the same bucket as these albums. What do you, what's your thoughts? Why do you think that is? Because it's not, it's not as accessible. I use that a lot, but it's not like. It's not popular. No, it isn't. And like. We'll talk about each track. Apart from Fighting Fit, what could you have as a real standout single? That's true. At that time, yeah. right? So, 97, you've got albums like Fat the Land, OK Computer. You've got... So, you've got Paranoid Andrew, Android. You've got Firestarter. You've got song, big songs like that coming yeah. out. There's other albums, too. Apart from Fighting Fit, the average punter in the street isn't going to be like... It's not a sing-along album, nah, is it? It's, yeah. No, it's not. Because um, you still got... And we talked about Attack of the Grey Lanterns. That just came out. It's wide open space. Yeah. Right, so you've got all these big songs. There's not... Fighting Fit's the only song on the album that I'd say, obviously they would have released other singles, but that would have grabbed the attention of the average person. Yeah, okay. It's also, you know, the same year we got In It For The Money, Be Here Now, and Travis's first album, Good Feeling. So Britpop is still kind of around and you've still got these, you know, huge albums. And then you've got some bands that are trying to create their own uniqueness. And then you've got this album, which is sort of cut in the middle of it all. It doesn't... But they do have their own sound, though. Oh, by far. When you hear him, it's so distinctive. Oh, by far. Um, I read... So it said that in 97 they played I Wish I Could Find It, and I've been trying to find it. Mm-hmm. In 97 they played with a full orchestra. Yeah, I heard all. about that. And, and I, oh, can you imagine seeing this album played with a full orchestra? It'd be stunning. At the Royal Albert It would be stunning. Hall. I can't find it. Have you ever been to the Royal Albert Hall? No. No, neither have I. But just how amazing would that be? Yeah, okay. Um, he began to become a bit of a mini celebrity, though. He started he to do a lot of. He did. He was on um, Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Oh, I didn't get that. What happened? Um, 
nothing he was stoning I think but <laughs> um, but he started to then get some press attention um, and he started to get um, a but, lot of attention about him about his sexuality yeah I've got a quote around his sexuality do you want to talk about that yeah so he, I read it where it said that he used to get actually quite he was quite bemused the fact that loads of articles started to query his sexuality and he just okay. didn't understand what the big deal was. Yeah. So then he told Sorted Magazine, he said, I've never hidden the fact that I've slept on both sides of the bed. Mm-hmm. I actually love that quote. I love the way he said that. Okay. It's the first time I've heard that. Okay. And people find that very odd mm-hmm. that I was quite happy to say it. Yeah, I'm bise- bisexual and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, 97, I think that's a great quote. He doesn't. He doesn't really care. Um, I've got one just on that before we jump on to other stuff he's done. So, same as you, he's gone, I wasn't remotely interested in a game of hide-and-seek with the media. I'd have considered that to be a betrayal of the people who'd gone before me and fought for gay rights. I couldn't be doing with some long-running is-he-or-isn't-he debate because that would have been profoundly boring. I didn't want to be a Michael Stipe or Morrissey. Admitting that I was bisexual... Michael Stipe. Stipe, sorry, Stipe. Admitting, thank you. Admitting that I was bisexual didn't harm me in the slightest. No. In, in the main, my sexuality is irrelevant to my songs. 100%. Yeah. So he wasn't... He, yeah. yeah. I just don't think it was a big issue for him. No, it wasn't. And so the fact that he just came... Who cared? I, don't, I mean, I didn't even... Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. That's what I mean. So that's why I think sometimes when you... When people just come out, whether it's sexuality or whatever it might be, people just come out and go, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then it goes away. It's when people don't say it, it becomes bigger than it has to be. Yeah. And then people then just, that always hangs over you. Something like Michael Stipe. So yeah, if you yeah. think Michael Stipe, you go, oh. Yeah, yeah, okay. Whereas with him, you go, what I kind of knew of him, just, and I hadn't done a ton of research on him before this. What I knew of him, I thought... I knew he was a bit political because I followed a bit of the things that he says. Mm-hmm. So I knew his political views. Mm-hmm. And I thought um, he was just a singer of Gene. And he'd been on a couple of things and I kind of let some of the things that he'd said politically. I, I actually wouldn't have known what his personal life was. Nothing. Nothing okay. at all. Can you talk to... What, what did you... Talk to me about the politics side of things. You said you followed him or what's, what was going on there? Yep. So he... Talks a lot about feeling betrayed by New Labour. So obviously these albums come out at the time where that was all kicking right, off. Right, yeah, okay. Um, and the album after this, so Revelation, mm-hmm. is very political. There's loads of songs on it. So okay. he talks about um, the track As Good As It Gets on that album mm-hmm. being a brutal attack on New Labour. He mm-hmm. even appeared on Newsnight. Wow, okay. Um, he talks a lot about his... Um, Politics and the fact that he sees himself as a socialist. Okay. Um, and he's still pretty active. If you follow him on Twitter, mm-hmm. he still talks a lot okay. around it. Okay. So I find that quite interesting about him. It okay. doesn't surprise me. Okay. Um, when you think about some of those songs, I hadn't thought about that song. I went and listened to it as good as it gets. When you listen to it, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Okay. Um, but... Another thing that I found when I was doing digging into him was he's another one who didn't like being part of the Britpop genre. Yeah, he, he. I've got a couple of quotes later on, but yeah, you're, you're right. He's doesn't talk favorably no. about and it. Yeah, and this is where he... And, and that feeds into his politics, right? So this quote where he says, when he was asked about it, he said it was um, played out under... This is about Britpop. It was played out under the dirty shadow of the Union flag, mm-hmm. which I always found distasteful. 
Mm-hmm. I never had any desire to represent Great Britain. Mm-hmm. At the time I said that, I regarded myself as European rather mm-hmm. than British. Mm-hmm. I'm a socialist, mm-hmm. and I've always felt very uncomfortable with the ideal, the idea of nationalism because mm-hmm. it can be a dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward to now, <laughs> with Brexit and yep. nationalism, you yep. can see... Yes, Britpop was all these things then when that political... And now you think about it now, it's Mm -hmm. gone full circle. So he has a lot to say around that. It's quite interesting if you want to read it. He's, yeah, I've I've got another one here. Um, He says, I felt we had nothing in common with all those Britpop bands. There were modern British references in our songs, but I always tried to steer clear of going down the Mary Poppins version of Britain because that sort of thing is a load of crap. Also, it never existed in the first place. Oh. I know the, the whole Pim Mary Poppins things is, is classic. So yeah, he he very much um, doesn't want to be a part of it, or doesn't want to be caught up in that because he's got his own views. But how many? This is what I find interesting. But how many bands do we talk about that come out and say that? Mm. Dodgy didn't. They didn't. Mm. Who else didn't that we spoke about? Oh, there's heaps. There's, well, all of them. Almost, I would say at least close to half of them say they don't they don't want to be associated with it, and then the other side are quite proud or quite happy to be caught up in the swell of it. I don't know. But then if you look at some of the characters involved behind um, these albums, like you said, Martin, very, very vocal about his political views. Mm-hmm. And so he will have his own views around um, Britpop. Doesn't even really see himself as Louise Wenner is another one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I guess, if you're in it, in the groundswell of it, you're going to have your own different views, right? For us looking outside then, we want we want everyone to be part of it because we have this sort of, you know rose-tinted glasses looking back at that time frame and the bands involved. But did Britpop make them successful? Who, Gene? Well, just these bands that say that, oh, I don't want to be a part of it, but hold on, being part of it at the time made me a decent living and sold some albums. Yes. Like, where do you... I know, where do you... Yeah, you're absolutely right. Should you be grateful to be part of it or are you quite right? I I don't know. It's not... It's a bigger argument, okay? And maybe when we get to the end of this, we can go, I can do a tally and find out who actually liked being part of it and who didn't, and we can have a separate discussion about it. Did you see, and he seems, I wouldn't mess with him either. Did you see who he headbutted? Oh, yes, I did. Who was it? It was Dennis Penis. Yes. So it's uh, Paul Kay. Yes. Who is, well, who's Paul Kay? Who's Dennis Penis? Like, he's like a fake, like, persona, like, um, celebrity news person yeah so Dennis Penis would like interview celebrities and he would see, say either the most he would ask them the most inappropriate questions um, or um, like the microphone would be filled with water and they'd come up to be interviewed yeah. and he would squirt them in the face with water just Ooh. offensive anyway so anyway he, he was asked about why did you headbutt Paul Kay uh, who also was in Game of Thrones, by the way. Was he? Yeah, he's a character in Game of Thrones. Um, he's actually done quite a lot of acting. Anyway, so uh, Martin said this. That would have been 1997 or thereabouts. He was being extremely rude to me and physically aggressive. I was a little bit drunk, so I headbutted him and he hit me very, very hard in return. Then the fight was broken up. I, was, I mean, a lot of people probably would have loved to punch Dennis Penis. Absolutely. And he did it. I, love, I want to know what he said, though. It would be interesting. Oh, uh, Yeah. Um, so after Drawn at the Deep End Drawn to the Deep End Came Revelations in 99 Which we've talked about It didn't do so well It went to number 25 And got a 5 out of 10 from NME Did you like that album? What rating do you think you gave it? I reckon I gave it a 4 or a 5 You gave it a 5? Yeah, yeah I didn't and Just 
just, you know, law of averages, what do you think I would have given it? Six. It's a six. <laughs> always one more. It's always me. one more. Um, so this is where Gene and Polydor split up. Um, basically, the band just felt they weren't promoted or supported enough through the process. In 2000, the band toured the US and sold out shows with the largest ever online viewing of a concert at the time. 60,000 people watched it online um, at the LA venue Troubadour. And this was later released as a live album called Rising for Sunset. Did you watch any of the Cure stream from the Opera House? No. I need to die. I forgot about it. I meant to see if they were going to do it with Underworld because they were on Friday. Well, they're doing four nights. So they st- I was sidebar, but Friday, Saturday sold out. Sunday, Monday, they stole tickets for. And I'm like, I don't know if I can... I don't know because obviously we went. Special memories. Wouldn't be as good again. I, don't I got think- offered a ticket for Friday from a friend just gone. And you didn't go? I still wasn't. 100%. 100%. And I've got my wee holiday and I just need to... I think that's like the fifth time you've said the word we. Have you been talking to someone Scottish recently? A lot more than me. Getting, I don't know. I don't know. Um, um, I don't know I'm I... going on holiday to Fiji. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, for a week. Oh, going to go snorkeling. Lovely. Talk to dolphins. To Fiji. All right, stop it. Uh, so they released Libertine in 2001 on their own label, Sabrosa Records. Got to number 92. Look, there are some stunning songs on there. Is It Over is, is a great song. Um, but obviously, by this time, times had changed. Um, they split in 2004. Martin went into music teaching and was a member of Call Me Jolene. Of oh, Jolene, Jolene, That's one of Jolene, your favourite songs. Jolene. We've got a friend called Laureen and I used to just sing that to her <laughs> relentlessly at class. Laureen, Laureen. <laughs> Loved it. He released a solo album in 2012 called The Defenstration of St Martin through Pledge. So you got an album out there. Um, it's okay. It's 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 okay. It's not very good, Kev. Just be honest. Uh, he was interviewed by Clash Music about book reading, right? And I've got Jeez. I've got two questions. That must have been riveting. Well, there's two brilliant quotes that come out of that interview, right? He was asked, "Would you ever reread the same book? You ever read the same book again? No. You've never read the same book twice. Ah." Uh... I've read peeps of books multiple times. Or Willie? Oh, Jesus. Oh, read that a couple of times. <laughs> um, a book's well, a big investment of time. You're going to have to explain what Ur Willie is because that's going to be weird. Or the Bruins. So, Ur Willie is a Scottish cartoon, sort of cartoon strip. Yep. And he's a young lad in like olden days, Scotland. Mm. And he wears dungarees and he sits on a bucket and he's got spiky hair and he's got his pals, Fat Bob. You wouldn't be able to say that now. But Fat Bob, wee ick. Um, and they're always running from the policeman because they've nicked something, but apparently that's cute. And then he goes and sits in his bucket and then his mum brings him mince and tatties for his tea because that's his favourite. To be honest, life was simple then. <laughs> and each year I either get early or the Bruins every year. Because it's Christmas. alternating years. It alternated yeah. Christmas, one's the Bruins, then it's really Your mum sends out every year, every doesn't year. she? It's so cute. And I, and I read it. Every year. Do you? Love it. See, but, and overall, you've never read the same book twice. I'm trying to think. I think I read Trainspotting twice. Okay. I read The Godfather, maybe. But no, I feel like... One and done. Yeah, I'm okay. a bit like that. Even like with movies, unless I totally love it. Okay. I don't understand doing the same thing twice. It's a bit mental. Okay. If you know the outcome. Okay, well, this is, this is you're on par with Martin here. Would you ever reread the same book? Forgive me, but I find the question baffling. 
Why on earth would, wouldn't anyone revisit a great pleasure? So he's the opposite of you. Having said that, when given the choice of new verses of familiar, it's hard to resist a virgin page. I've recently taken to reading with a fluorescent highlighter in hand to mark passages as I would feel I would benefit from when I reread. It's a glamorous picture, I know. The second one, which is... I feel like you'd be friends with Martin. I would, yeah. I haven't gone the highlight route, but I can see where I have often thought about ruler it. Ruler and a pen, though, but you've done the ruler thing. No, nah, nah. have, have you ever identified with a character in a book? Which one and why? Oh, no. I identify with her willy. <laughs> Who do you think Martin said? Oh, It's no. the best. I don't know. There was a minor character in the Bible called Jesus I was rather taken with. <laughs> a minor character? <laughs> but the second that... part of the book, he's pretty... Doesn't that just sum him up? Like yeah. it's just yeah. The do you cat- read the same book? Talk about you do. do I you? do. Yeah, absolutely. Why? When you know what's going to happen? Uh because I just enjoy knowing the same thing. No, I just, I just, I. Well, obviously, I don't have you. You know my memory, right? So I'll have my favourite books, and so when I reread them, obviously, I know what happens. But there are moments in there that I've forgotten and moved on about. So when I read, them, they're just, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I do. Over a book you haven't read. No, it depends. If I need something to read and I'm not around, you know, a bookstore or something, I'll, I'll quickly dive into an old favourite. Don't you think it's interesting that, that with music, you yeah. listen to the same music over and over and you don't question it? But, but reading a book again is weird. That's what I mean. I've No, I mean, I'm contradicting myself. There's I, a hole here. Because... <laughs> But music, you actually, it's a different kind of enjoyment. I feel like if I'm watching a movie and I'm like, I know, she killed him. I'm like, sat the whole time knowing that she's going to kill him. Oh, she's not rewatched movies either. Because I get wound up about it. Unless it's an amazing movie, like like a classic, like The Godfather. Yeah. But even then, I'm like, mm, he's about to drown him out in the lake. Oh. Oh, yeah, it happened. Knew that. What barrel of joy you must be. But I just don't understand. You watch E.T. all the time, you said. No, I do, but because that's easy to watch in the background. It's kind of cute. But when I say watch all the time, I watch it with me. There has to be at least 12 months. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, shall we keep moving? Yeah, that was Reverting. a real strange segue. Really weird. Uh, so, Singles. Uh, Fighting Fit was released uh, 2nd November 1996. Boom. Got to number... Three. 22. I'll just say three. One day I'm going to be right. <laughs> Ah, uh, there's no video for that. This is how it is. You know, we struggle. Some of the bands we really struggle to find videos for. We Could Be Kings, released on the 1st of Could Feb, 1987. Yes. Got to number? Don't say three. Say another number. 20. Ooh. Four. 17. Where Are They Now? Released on 10th of May, 1997. Got to number? Two. 22. Oh, I had, yeah, Okay. The video is, it does exist. There is a video, for, and it's actually a cute video. Um, they're playing on a school assembly hall. And so the camera pans through empty classrooms and gyms and all that sort of stuff. And it focuses on this caretaker who's cleaning up the grounds and he's outside on the rugby pitch and stuff like that. And then he, he walks through the school hall, uh, through the school corridors and goes to the assembly hall where Gina are playing and sits down and has his cup of tea and the thermos flask and his sandwiches. It's so cute. It's really You cute. remind me of someone that would have a thermos flask. I don't have one. I should get one. I can imagine you being at your work at your desk with your sandwich and your flask. No, And then I don't. you put your little football on and you have your lunch. I bet you do. I'll get one. Do you take I... a sandwich with you? No. No, no, no. I do eat the same thing every day. 
And my creature <sighs> routine. So literally, I go to the same place every single day, and there's two salads I get, and I get them in alternate days. Moving on, number four, oh. speak to me, someone. Someone got to number thirty. 9th of August 1997, uh, 1997. There's a couple... Oh, it's 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 a bit generic, right? So there's a couple in a cinema on the first day. It's all about them holding hands. Then the first kiss. Then they move in together. Then they get married. Then they start arguing. Then they start breaking up. And then the only bit that's a bit different at the end is obviously he she leaves him. And at the end, he's writing an email to say sorry and please take me back and all this stuff. And instead of sending me hits to leave. That's it. Going to the cinema on a first date always find that weird <laughs> why don't we just sit and not talk and just stare at that because I'm really getting to know you now oh but it's a buffer isn't it it's weird oh but it's better than you dinner you sit there I'll sit here and I'll just stare at the screen and we'll not talk oh, but at least the movie will make up for a crap date if the, the date is good it's going to add to it you know what I mean if the movie's crap well, how are you, you going to know if you know the person but or you, not oh, you oh would, thanks for the date you that would have amazing. something before the date but not a dinner you wouldn't have a dinner you'd have something I can't have dinner before the cinema why sleep Obviously, you yes, but where's your where's your favourite dating? Where would you take a date? Well, it wouldn't be the cinema unless it's been a few dates in and they've got decent movie taste because that would do my head in. Yeah, because then it would be because I get quite particular. Well, you know my eye. Oh. <laughs> I was just about to say. So imagine someone says to me, "Do you want to go on a date mm, to see what?" And then I'm like that. <laughs> Godzilla too. Five point four out of ten. You can forget it. <laughs> Date doesn't bye even bye. start. I'll be in the bar <laughs> with my chalk top. See you later. <laughs> right. Okay. Shall we get into the tracks? Let's get into the tracks. Do you have anything else on Jean? I do. Well, I had to find a quote and I wanted because actually it's quite controversial. Not about Jean. Well, the article's about Jean, but then I read this quote and I wanted to um, read it to you. So I found this article it was about Jean. It was about drawn to the deep end. By Sound Lab magazine, by a okay. guy called the name of David Brooknig. Okay. And he starts the article with this quote It would not be surprising to me if, for many from the UK, Britpop now fits in the wider spectrum of British music in the same way that grunge fits into American music, which is to say, many of us would be fine with never hearing any of it ever again. Oof. And I went, Oh, but you're just about to write an article on Jean. Yeah, so okay. How's that going? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, then he goes on to say it would be easy to categorise Jean's drawn to the deep end as the same nostalgic idealism, especially especially since it bears many of the standard Britpop trappings, e.g. stadium-ready choruses and plentiful acoustic guitars. Mm-hmm. Now... I don't know if I see this album in that way. I totally agree with you. Like, I don't... Think there are many stadium ready choruses. Maybe fighting fit, but like, no. Like yeah, this, and so then I'm wound up. <laughs> so then he's like, but moreover, a closer listen to the album reveals a solid album that's a little more heartfelt than one would expect, and not without a few songs that could compete with the the best that Britpop had to offer. Oh. Then I go yes. Delete the first two paragraphs, David. And read, start again. read it again go again however a closer listen to the album reveals yeah. a solid album uh-huh. that's a little more heartfelt than one would expect and not without a few songs that could compete with the best that Britpop had to offer Ooh. now that I agree with yeah okay yeah oh. because when I think about so Britpop clearly I'm no expert because we get every band wrong but um, when I think about it 
it's not just all the pulp and suede songs. There's, uh, I find it is quite a, a broad church. There is a lot of mm. different types of genres. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This album, for me, shows you a different side of Britpop, which I love. That softer side. And when I've said to you before, when you asked me at the very beginning how would you describe it, I did talk a lot about the, the lyrics, the vocals. Yeah. And I just think if you actually sit and listen to the lyrics of Jean... And the depths of those songs, I feel that is a different side to Britpop. Absolutely. It's not just the, you know, common people or the live forever, the park life. This is a more mature, maybe not as accessible. Yeah. Because that's why they probably weren't as popular. I agree. But it's special. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. All right, let's get into the tracks then. Boom. Let's kick off the album with New Amusements. Great start, love it. It's brilliant, isn't it? Great start. The way it builds up. The piano chords at the start, they actually send a little tingle down your spine yep. because you're just like, oh, that's that's really nice. And then it just, two minutes, bang, just hits you. And it's it's brilliant. Um, this is when, again, I sometimes forget a little bit about Gene and then I forget how good Martin is as a singer. Same. Because his vocals are just outstanding through and through on this album. Um the lyrics, so choose your favourite weapon from this list I have assembled. Do me fast, then take it slow. A whole lifetime led with every minute spent trying to feel things no one has ever felt. Very, you're off the bat, you're into deep, deep waters with the band. Um, what do you think of the song? I think it's a great start to the album. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of, one of the best on the album. Um, Good build up, right? Great build up. Okay. Like, I'd give... We've got to play that. Okay, let's play it. It goes like this. And we're back with Fighting Fit. Oh, it puts me in such a good mood. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've put so capitals... Up. So good. Yeah, I've got amazing. It pumps up your tyres, that song. That really gets you. Yeah, it does. It does. It G's you up. Uh, the chorus is brilliant. The drums that build up from the start are just excellent. The closing 90 seconds are powerful and just exhausting. Yeah. Like it pumps you up and then it just it drops you. Um, I've got the lyrics. Can you can you sing it? I don't want to sing it. You, know you sing it. No way. Why? I'm not, I'm not attempting Gene singing. Yeah, that's hard. Um, I need you I'm fine. No I'm not doing it I need you I'm waiting and I'm all alone I wanting to be so bold But good words are never easy I'm still young My blood flowing like a flood Come and take every single bone I will give as good as I get Oh so good Playing this Play it Done I can't take it Where are they now? Best song on the album by a country mile. Oh. Absolutely stunning. Tears in my eyes every time. Really? Oh. Best Gene song. Oh, wow. Don't you think? Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think... Wow. I really like We Could Be Kings, but... Okay. What? What? Why? Is it the... the I mean, it's a gorgeous oh. song. Everything about the song is gorgeous, it's right? It's gorgeous. Okay. Um, lyrics, vocals... 
the melody of that song is just the look that's haunting. Yeah, it's the strings. It just gets me the strings. And that's the thing; they they definitely had. I'm a sucker for strings. Sucker. Me too. Me too. And and from moving from Olympian to this album, you can see that the production and the strings, all that they've they've added to to you know the repertoire. Imagine hearing that song with the full orchestra at the. Royal Albert That's where I need to find it. If anyone has that clip... Yeah, is it on a DVD? Us? Can you buy it? Just let me it know. would be amazing. Um, I'm actually... I've, I've actually wrote... I'm running out of nice things to say at this point and I'm repeating myself. You can really hear the passion in his voice. The strings coming in oh. at the minute mark are just gorgeous. Uh, the lyrics... So when disaster struck me, no heart left to offend. Oh, I only wanted friends. Where are they now? Will you be there forever? Say I'll never be without. Don't blame me for my doubt. <sighs> Playing it? Oofed. Yes. Absolutely. Let's get on it. Speak to me, someone. Oh, beautiful, tearful. Love it. Gorgeous. Stunning. Oh, like incredible. Those two songs after the other, I feel like you go, boom, new amusements. You're like, yeah, good album. Yeah. Fight and fight, you're pumped. Yeah. And then you just get smacked in the face with two of the most beautiful songs that you could hear. Wow. You go, bang, bang. Where are they now? Speak to me, someone. Boom, take a bit of that. And you're like, oh. <laughs> then you get a little bit drained and then the pace kicks up again. Like I just go, like, oh. I, I, I'm looking forward to talking about the placing of some of these tracks, which we're about to get into, right? So speak to me, someone. I've got... It's absolutely gorgeous again. The vocals at two 220 mark, where it actually sounds like he's shouting, but he's actually singing. It's just so well mm. done. Um, when darkness falls across this old sky, yes, I'll open up for you that night, but still shadows they come. Am I safe in your grasp? Can I be your source of love tonight? <sighs> gorgeous. All right, playing this? Yeah. <laughs> We could be kings. Boom. Change of pace, really melodic, sing along, love it. So you've had that. You've been you've been fighting fit by mine, and then you've been a little bit emotionally drained for the last couple of tracks. You have. And you're like, oofed. And then boom, we could be king back up again. Here we go. And then you're singing that at the top of your lungs. Um What a change you are for the last couple of weeks where you've been poorly. You're yeah. you're Energy levels back know, to normal. Um, I totally, 100% agree with you. Um, the it's, the lyrics are a bit... They're kind of two sides to the lyrics, I find. So, obviously, we could be kings. This planet is ours. We've love on our side. The keys to my car will storm through the city. Oh, let's drive, hold tight. And then you go into, oh, when I'm ailing and I'm tired and my years are running out, can you take away all doubt? Can you love me? Will you understand my cries? Protect me when I lie. Oh, I need all your time. I am lonely. So for me, I think this song is this rallying cry of Ryan. You know, just this passionate, we could, you know. And then they've got the flip side where it's a really vulnerable, yeah. sad. There's always a vulnerability about his lyrics. Yeah, it's, it's always about, there's a, there's a real undertone in all of his songs about being alone. Yes, yes. And that, we talked to that earlier. Yeah. Just that whole lonely piece. We Could Be Kings. I think this is my favourite. 
Oh, I love this song. I love this song. All right, let's play We Could Be Kings. Now, Why I Was Born. Another beautiful song. So we bring it down again. Bring it down a couple of levels. Um, beautiful song, good song. Not at the same level as Where Are They Now or Speak To Me Someone. Yeah. Um, good track. Don't really like it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Prefer it in the middle and how it ends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The beginning I go, oh, I don't think I'm going to like this. And then it ends, like it builds. And it's beautiful, but it's not to that level. I agree. I've gone finally a breather. Because you've been on this emotional rollercoaster for the first yeah. five songs, right? It's not a bad song. It's just not as strong. Yes. It's not yeah. a skipper. Not a skipper. It definitely gets no, played. There's no, no. It's another extremely emotional song. Um, I want to show you I love you. Oh, now I know my why I was born. And my vision is clear. But there's something in here that says, don't let me go. Oh, don't let me go. Um, not going to play it. Comfortable with that? We've just played five in a row. Okay. We're skipping. Not skipping the song, just skipping playing it. Long sleeves for the summer. I like it. Acoustic guitar, so it's nice, kind of acoustic little number. Look, it's fine. It's not. Look, I like the song. What do you think? Can I ask? What do you think the song's about? Some I struggled. It on reminds the... me of like jumpers for goalposts. That's when I first heard it. But that is not what it is. No, it's not. But when I think about that, it reminds me of any summer we had as kids. Okay. The, the title when I listen to the lyrics is not and it's but it's a nice change in musical style yes because it's more stripped back yeah acoustic, yeah definitely and I enjoy that okay I haven't really given the lyrics of that one much thought let me give you a hint and you tell me right does your heart sag fed up with the tag which you've been given the cold won't make you shiver does your heart sag still crying for love you're forced to wear long sleeves for the summer will I ever be a lover Crying out loud. Oh, okay, dear. what do you think this long sleeves are for? Um, because it's five degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I looked at this and I went, and this is is it self harm? Is that why you're wearing long sleeves? And I don't know. That was just where my head went to because of the lyrics. They're quite dark. I think. Well, yeah. No, I would probably see it more. And I know it's weird. I would see it more literal into the sense, not lit, not literal. As in, you're cold. As in, because. It's like another cold summer because of... You're alone. You're alone again. Got it. It's the loneliness piece again. Good. Oh, okay, well, I'm glad to get your take on it. Um, I'm not going to play it. It is a nice song, but I'm not going to yeah. play it. Save Me, I'm Yours. Beautiful song. I like this song. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, why... Heart on the sleeve stuff. Save Me, I'm Scared. Again, it's that hope. There's a lot of fear. It's the loneliness. Um, but again, beautiful. You're... You've called out a lyric that I've, I've done this. Don't turn the light off and leave me. This bed feels cold and empty. The ghosts will come and get me. So won't so won't you please stay here? I'm scared. I need you to save me because I'm scared. <sighs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I really like this. Yep. There's a nice guitar solo at the two and a half minute mark. It's really sad and, and just stunning at the same time. Um, I want to play this. Yeah. All right, here we go. Save me, 
back with Voice of the Father. Change the tempo again. Punchy, rocky, back in it. I like it. It's not my favourite. Yeah, look, I, I think there's a much... I've got the note. It's a much-needed change of pace in the album. Yes, change of And pace. I'm glad... That and they, they does that quite a bit. Yeah, and I'm glad... It's a bit that of a roller coaster. Yeah, this album. they needed the change of pace. But it's just not that good a song, nah. unfortunately. Um... It gets to 1 minute 45, it drops the tempo to a gorgeous little piano piece and then back into the hard stuff again. I made, did you make the same mistake as me as turning the volume up? I oh, did. yeah, no. Because it's really, it's this really loud song and then it goes really quiet. And I was like, on my phone, I'm like, what's going on with this? Turn to up, 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 up. And I'm here, this tiny little rift and then all of a sudden it goes full volume. I was like, ah! <laughs> so don't make the same mistake I did. Um... No, not not for me. The song. Nah. It's, okay, we're going to skip number nine, and we're going to head into the accidental Les. I don't like it. It's a really dark song. Really dark song. What didn't you like about it? I just don't like it. I can't. I don't really. Pers- I don't. I really don't really like the melody. I don't particularly like the music. I don't feel it flows. I didn't. It's not. I doesn't. I don't connect with it. And there's a, there's a lady singing on it as well, which is quite unusual. No, and I just. Which means I think I'd want to like it because I normally like it when there's like female vocalists or they, you know, they mix it up a bit. But no, nah. did you? The lyrics are unusual. Don't desert me now. It was accidental. The blade flashed by. There was nothing better. My mind was numb. My guts they led me. This normal night. This one dead body. Oh, I know. And this is a pro. I've really because like we talked about this. There's not a lot of. Um, videos out there and so it's hard to sometimes understand or there's not you know how sometimes they do track by track breakdowns there's nothing on Gene on this album so trying to find reading that lyrics you're like what's killed someone by accident that's what you're getting from that yeah shame let's move on really quickly we're not playing that but number 11 I love you what are you and I don't like it oh no nah oh I just wrote nah that's all you've wrote nah you're brilliant um, this is Heaps Bear, brings me back into the album. Like the breakdown at the two minute mark, really nice. I enjoyed it. The last five seconds are brilliant. <sighs> and then it just ends. It just ends. Not a big fan of it. I really like this. Uh, and we haven't played a song in a while, so I'm going to play this. Um, the lyrics again The home you had never had could be here in my arms. Oh. Uh. Uh, let's play this. Home you never had. To end the album, you've got Sub Rosa, which good we'll, end, which we'll play to take out the album. What did you think about Sub Rosa? Solid end, not not a big smash out the park end, but not rubbish. Just I, I just think it's a solid end to the album. It kind of wraps it all up. Yeah, okay. And you're not disappointed. Yep. And you go, I'm done. I was going to be disappointed oh. until the one minute forty mark. And then that's because it's a really slow start, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I can't. Please don't give me another sad, slow one again. I just, I can't do it. And then it builds up, and it gets. It really. I thought the album was going to end on this massive high. It does kind of. The instrumental from the two minute mark is great. It should have been longer. The song should have been longer than what it was. But it's 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 a good way to end an yeah. album. I just wish they'd stretched it out a bit more. Um, can I ask you about the track listing, Les? Yes. Are you happy with the track listing? Would you have, Would you have had them in that order? 
I think I probably would have mixed up probably from seven to eleven. Mm-hmm. I'd maybe have thrown one of the other ones in there, like a We Could Be King or something, just to break it up a bit. You need We Could Be King straight after those like track three and four, you need it. Yep. You need that change of pace. Um but then like it's one of those I find this happens a lot, you're really top, top heavy. heavy. Yeah, they've done it again. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I probably would have moved We Could Have Be Kings down. Yes. I think um, if you'd have put it as like so if you had Why I Was Born Long Seas of Summer, yeah. then you had We Could Be Kings, Bang. Save Me I'm Yours, yeah. Voice of the Father, you'd have been like, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a very emotional I find the second half of the album really dark and really emotional and it's it's quite a, tr- a struggle to get through it. But in saying that though, you, the first half of that album I don't think you're going to get in. It's tremendous. It's tremendous. Right, should we get into some uh, reviews? Yes. Walter, three out of five. Drawn to the Deep End is no way poor or even mediocre, but a merely good three out of five rating. Um, it struggles to maintain my full attention throughout its relatively lengthy 53 minute runtime. Modestly recommended to serious Britpop fans, many of which seem to have better luck with this record than I have. I'd still recommend starting with Jean's collection with Olympian and then jumping forward to Revelations if you prefer the, prefer the more melodic, anthemic guitar rock side of the band. Positive. Drowned in sound. Striking a disarming balance of melancholy and aggression, the run of five songs that opened the second record was simply unmatched by any of Gene's contemporaries in that or any other year. Agree. We've just said that. Agree. Yeah, okay. When Steve Mason's guitar halts new amusements with a sudden tumbling John Squire-esque riff and the rhythm section stops before finding its feet and propelling the song once more, it's nothing short of glorious. I agree. I totally I agree. Completely agree. Um, I wanted to talk get your thoughts on this P9's 45 said excellent second album from Gene this is where they start to lose the Smiths comparisons see the thing right so the Smiths comparison does my head in a bit right yes because he's got that kind of oh like that kind of the same sort of vocal it's a bit sounds a bit melancholic it's a bit that's yes there's that but then if you listen to they're very different actually when you actually think about Martin and you think about Morrissey on the actual political spectrum they're miles apart Mm -hmm. so then you actually got to dig deep into the lyrics so just because they've got that similar sound and I'm trying to figure out the word for it it's just a distinct vocal okay and then people go that sound and that vocal or they're like the Smiths they tie them together yeah and it's not really the truth yeah they get it a lot. Like when I read the We're reviews. Doing my head in. Yeah, and someone else has called it. Nada Meron. In this album, Gene surpasses uh, by leaps and bounds their debut. What was once a Smith's wannabe band, excavated in pain and ingenuity, the, a unique sound full of emotion and intelligence. This is a deep, elegant, and moving set of songs, well executed. And I don't think they wanted to be a Smith's wannabe. It comes up all the time. But for I don't Gene. think they were a wannabe. Yes, there's distinctions in their sound, and they're probably an influence. But, yeah, no, that annoys me. Would you give it as a rating? I reckon seven. No, higher. Eight. Eight and a half. Oh, good, well done. You gave it an eight and a half, and I gave it an eight and a half. Wow. I know. And I think think the reason why we rated it so highly is when you're going through that Britpop master list of albums, this stood out. I mean, the songs just would stand out. Eight and a half. 
That's a very, very high rating, right? For me? For is you? that my highest so that's far? Your, that's your highest so far. I think I agree with that. Okay, um... Look, obviously the band aren't, aren't um, touring anymore. They are on Twitter and Facebook at Gene underscore band. If you want to buy the album, it's £12. On Spotify, yes, all of the stuff are, including the best of as well, which I, I was going to listen to on the way here and I went, no, stick to drawing it to the deep end, but I will listen to that on the way yeah, home. Absolutely. I can't imagine it. Really and can amazing. somebody please tweet us the link if we can buy the DVD live at the Royal That'd Apple. be amazing, right? Okay. You ready for next week? I am pumped for next week. Okay. Because I feel now, if I gave that an eight and a half out of ten and I love it, this better be up there. This was not, yeah, so it's a high rating, not on the radar scale, all right? We're about to enter a band that obviously was. We just talked about a wannabe band, and this band got into a bit of trouble around uh, copying some previous songs and bands. So, with that in mind, well, actually, let's see if you know it, right? So, a band... Well-known band, had a lot of success, but also hit some legal snafus because... All of them seem to. They all get banned by bloody record companies and can't record for years. Um, Not sure. Okay, I'm looking forward to this one. It begins with an E. (gasps) Elastica. It's Elastica! Woo! Not good, I'm looking forward to that. It is their um, self-titled album, Not The Menace, which we will talk Mm. about. Um, But yeah, Elastica, I'm really excited to talk about that. Um, and sort of get your side on some of the Justin stuff as well. Yes. I'll hear from you on that. All right. Um, anything else? We're good to go? Yeah. <laughs> no, we are. I think um, I'm really pleased that we got to talk about that album because that's generally one that I really love. Yeah, you, could, really you were really passionate about it. Um, what about Elastica? Are you excited about that? Am I? Oh, look, I am because they're... Like another band that are synonymous with Britpop in the time, and I love the fact that it's a female vocalist. And, mm-hmm. and I've spoken about Justine throughout this podcast in terms of her relationship with Sonia and Correct. with Louise. Probably not going to bore everyone with that again, but um, and but I will um, do a bit more digging into her as a person because she does fascinate me in some way. Oh, okay. Um, because you never hear a lot. No, she's like a very Louise private is, person. Yeah, and so I'd be keen to do a bit of that. The album itself is one at the time I remember loving, mm-hmm. but I don't know how I'm going to feel about it in terms of has it aged. Because I've got to be honest, it's probably not one I go back to a lot. Okay. Um, maybe a couple of tracks. Okay. Again, on the Britpop list, you'd probably have, you know, connected in there, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, as a... I couldn't tell you the last time I listened to that album start to finish. Oh. So that would be interesting to see. Okay. Well, let's let's see how it sort of holds up against Too Unlimited. I think it'll probably be fine. <laughs> I've got a feeling they'll be all right. All right. Twitter and Facebook, we're at Britpop Banter, or you can email us, BritpopBanter at gmail.com. Les, we're out here. Thank Boom. you. Elastica next week. Woo. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.